Greetings and welcome back to the Black Breast Cancer podcast. Black Breast Cancer is in service to all people of African heritage impacted directly or otherwise by breast cancer. That's Africans in the diaspora or indeed indigenous Africans living on the continent. So whether you are living in Asia, America, the Caribbean, Europe, the UK or in the Oceanas, I'm talking to you. And it's been a while. I've been traveling, writing, researching and talking to women about breast cancer. I have aimed to podcast once a week and I've clearly failed to maintain that so far, but I still intend to get there, so bear with me. And I'm in Philadelphia right now, which I absolutely love and where I have watched recently a documentary called Boobs, B-O-O-B-S, The War on Women's Breasts. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. Everything I'm going to discuss is on the website, www.blackbreastcancer.com. So do make sure you check it out. Plus there's lots of wonderful resources. Look under resources for all the books, the films, the documentaries, the other podcasts and the testimonies you can get all in one place right there. This week, there's so much for me to cover that I'm going to do it in two parts. Essentially, we are discussing radiation in mammograms, which will be the first part. And the second part will be the possible alternatives in something called thermograms, T-H-E-R-M-O-grams. Some of you will have heard about it. it. I've heard about it, but I hadn't really taken these things on. But once I saw this documentary, I thought, wow, we need to be talking about this a lot more to get ourselves informed. And we've got to talk about the problems with mammograms. Now, I'm very hesitant to discuss the problems with mammograms because we're living in a moment where we've been pushing for women to check their breasts more frequently and to get breast screened. And of course, the number one go-to for being breast screened is by mammograms. So why would I talk to you about the problems of mammograms? Let's be clear, I do not want to discourage you from getting your breasts checked and to really getting help when you're worried and scared. This isn't about trying to put you off. This is about giving you more information, more empowerment when you go to your doctor and you think about the things you need to ask for. I'm going to discuss the problems with mammograms in relation to radiation. And that is to make you think about what are the other options? There are other options and I have gone through those on the website but that's why we're going to talk about it. You need to know this stuff, but allow yourself to be empowered. Knowledge is power, right? So that's the context. I don't want you to start thinking, oh my God, I mustn't get mammograms, but you do need to think about what a mammogram is. Okay, let's get into it. So first of all, there are two types of mammogram machines, two-dimensional and three-dimensional. Two-dimensional mammogram machines give off more radiation than three-dimensional machines. And now there are many, many three-dimensional machines out there, except for, you need to know, that the research on whether they cause more harm or not 
is research as we speak. And the findings of that study is not due to end until 2025. I mean, you might think surely you would do that research before having them out in the mainstream. The advantage of 3D mammograms is that they're able to do more x-rays of, of the whole breast so they can see more and hopefully then identify tumors much earlier. However, some people say 3D still require the use of 2D machines, which means maybe you're getting an even more increased amount of radiation. So that's the types of mammogram machines. So what does a mammogram do? Well, most of you know, you put the breast inside two metal plates that get squashed as flat as possible in order for an X-ray to be taken of the breast tissue. And the flatter the breast, the easier it is for the X-ray to identify whether there's a tumor or not. The problem is, if there is a tumor, it comes out as white on the X-ray. Also, the squeezing, the very squeezing of the breast is bordering on barbaric, you, we might say. And if that's extreme, ask yourself why we don't have men undergo this kind of process looking for prostate cancer. Obviously, if it saves life, it's worth the sacrifice. That's why we all endure it. I've had mammograms before. That's what the mammogram is. It squeezes your breast as much as it can in order to identify whether there's a tumour there or not, and it comes up as white on the X-ray. The reason why the mammogram has to squeeze the breast is because sometimes we have dense breast tissue. The younger you are, the more likely you will have dense breast tissue. You know, our breasts have sort of got softer and head south as we get older, and that's a part of it. The thing is, when you squeeze a dense breast tissue in these metal plates, they also come up as white. So you've got dense breast tissue that's white and you've got tumor mass on the x-ray that's white. So it becomes very difficult to see the difference, to make these distinctions and to identify whether there's a tumor there or not. What happens without our knowing is that when you have dense tissue, they just increase the radiation. They turn it up in order to try and see it more. Now, apparently, most of us are not told whether we have dense breast tissue or not, let alone whether the radiation has been increased in order to see it. Apparently, radiation has an accumulative effect over the years. So if you have mammograms once a year, which is not recommended, you're building up your level of radiation inside yourself and your breast. Now, radiation is a toxin that can be converted into a heavy metal inside the breast tissue. The more radiation you have in the breast, the more inflammation you cause equals more breast cancer. So there's a vicious cycle, a potential vicious cycle. More radiation equals more breast cancer. Also, the very act of squeezing a tumor mass is to risk the potential cancer spreading into the breast. The suggestion is that the tumor can burst 
within a mammogram, if that's correct, the danger of that is huge. This isn't just from the documentary, but I do encourage you to watch the documentary where you will, I'm not a medical doctor, but there are many medical doctors on that documentary. And then I had a look at some of the research. Hefty, for example, from the British Medical Journal, says there is a real problem with overdiagnosis. And there's a quote from The Lancet, another very reputable medical journal, that also says there is a problem with radiation and mammograms. Our hefty British Medical Journal, 2nd of November 2014, said the extent of overdiagnosis from mammograms was shown to be both large and significant. They can be either overdiagnosed or have never had cancer to begin with. So let me explain. You see, we've had for some time now the campaign Get yourself diagnosed the earlier you get yourself diagnosed the safer you will be from having these aggressive breast cancers that go on to be stage three and stage four but what hefty is saying is that that actually is not happening we're all rushing to get ourselves diagnosed as early as possible and then being diagnosed with a sort of an early possible stage zero or dcis ductal carcinoma in situ, which says there might be some calcification around the cell, but it hasn't actually matured into a breast cancer and it hasn't spread anywhere. It's just the first possible indication. But such is our worry that it might become that, that women are allowed to get mastectomies immediately. And so there's this kind of overdiagnosis where you see tiny growths and hefty is saying, well, actually it becomes an overdiagnosis where it might never have transpired to become breast cancer. I mean, what would you do if it was you? When I was diagnosed with breast cancer, I just heard cancer. I didn't hear that I had stage two. I didn't know what that meant. I didn't hear that I was estrogen related. None of that meant anything. So if they had said, you've got stage zero, DCIS cancer. I would still have heard it at the same level of you've got triple negative stage four cancer. The first time most of us come into this whole language of cancer is when we're diagnosed or somebody close to us is diagnosed and all the rest of the stuff, all the word salad around cancer just fades into the background. You hear you've got cancer and cancer says you're gonna die. So I'm pretty sure if somebody said to me, Marlene, your cancer is stage zero, it's DCIS, my reaction would have been the same as the reaction of the diagnosis that I was given. I'm gonna die. I've got cancer, this is it, my life's come to an end. So it's no wonder minor tumours, stage zero, which you could argue is not even a breast cancer, would encourage women to say, okay, just get it out of me. I'll have the double mastectomy, whatever. Let's just get rid of it. So how would we feel if then later on we learned that that what you went through was never going to become breast cancer? Gosh and Olsen from The Lancet, the 1st of August 2000, says mammograms cause more deaths than they may save. Why? Because they're arguing that if you have enough mammograms and enough radiation in your body, the radiation itself 
can cause breast cancer. In October 2017, Switzerland abolished mammography programs for the entire country because of their lack of effectiveness and danger to health. So where are we in this? What are the charities saying? So I've chosen two reputable breast cancer charities in the USA and the UK to see how they seem to understate these concerns about radiation and mammograms. Susan G. Komen on her website of 2022 said, you're exposed to a small amount of radiation during a mammogram. While this radiation exposure might increase the risk of breast cancer over time, this increase in risk is very small. Studies show the benefits of mammography outweigh the small risks from radiation exposure, especially for women ages 50 and older. So what does that mean for people that are under 50? And the Cancer Research UK website 2022 says about long-term side effects. Most side effects gradually go away in the weeks or months after treatment. But some side effects, notice the word some, side effects can continue or might start some months or years later. Most of these side effects are rare. Notice the word most of these side effects are rare. You might get one or two of them. You might, whatever they are, because we don't know what that means. There are things you can do to deal with any side effects that you have. So it's really clever terminology where probably they're on the right side of the law, on the right side of the words being correct, because it's sufficiently ambiguous to not tell you enough. Understandably, nobody wants to scare women away from mammograms if mammograms are helping to save lives. The question is, do we have the balance right? Are mammograms causing breast cancer or are they saving lives? Now, according to some of the researchers, Hefty argues, for example, that the most serious dangerous forms of breast cancer haven't decreased from getting earlier detections of breast cancer, that the number of serious breast cancers are still the same that they haven't reduced. And this is why we need to look into it more. So what about from the black woman perspective? So women with dense breast tissue have 1.2 times greater risk of developing breast cancer. And if you've got extremely dense breasts, then you've got twice the risk. And this is according to somebody called Rockman, R-O-C-H-M-A-N, 2015 researcher into breast cancer. So black women, have, you won't be surprised to know, statistically bigger and more dense breasts than white women. So we have that increased risk of developing breast cancer. More density equals more radiation equals more breast cancer. This isn't to say race is the independent factor. I know we have the arguments about the genetic connection, but really most research points to that only being about 5%. Rockman says race often acts as a surrogate for characteristics that are more prevalent among minority populations, such as poverty and suboptimal 
nutrition and dietary habits because these characteristics are linked to cancer risk. They can also be co-founders in studies of cancer disparities. So let's not be in any doubt about that. The quality of life, the history of where we have arrived now, all play a part in the stress this causes to our minds and bodies. And all diseases probably can be reduced to trauma and stress. In women younger than 45 years, both incidence and mortality rates are higher for black women. We also are more likely to be diagnosed with an advanced tumour like triple negative breast cancer, which is a key factor in the lower survival rate. Even in general terms, stage for stage, survival is lower for black women than white women. Dense breast tissue absorbs significantly more radiation during mammography than fatty breast tissue. This makes accuracy of the mammogram more unreliable. And this is also something that was found quite disturbing in the documentary, that breast density is subjective. It's based on the opinion of the radiologists, and radiologists appear to be a law unto their own. So basically, asking young black women to accumulate radiation in their breasts over 10, 15 or 20 years increases their risk of breast cancer. It makes clear that we need to find a better, safer, and more reliable breast cancer screening test solution. And that's what's new to me because I have been thinking that we should be creating a campaign for black women. On average, we get breast cancer 11 years younger than white women. So I've been thinking over the good few months that we need to start a campaign to encourage our countries to get black women having mammograms at an earlier age. And if you have a family history, you should be entitled to have a mammogram much earlier. This changes the game. Do we want our young people to have mammograms? I mean, some countries say, have them earlier, have them yearly. You have them yearly because you're genetically predisposed. But what would I, what would any of us be asking for if we do that if we go down this road and say yes more mammograms knowing that there's a possibility now here's the thing like i will always remind you i'm not a medical doctor so you've got a group of medical researchers that say radiation accumulates in the body over a period of time and then we've got some medical people that say radiation does not accumulate, it dissipates and you're fine. It's just a small amount, it doesn't matter. The two sides are very, very present in our society around breast cancer and mammograms. How do we choose? As I say, there's a research coming out about mammograms in 2025. There's an awful lot of people who support mammography that have a financial investment in mammograms as well. That's also problematic. In some countries, some doctors are paid an incentive to recommend mammograms. There are alternatives that like um, ultrasound, and I'm going to focus on this, what's new to me called thermograms, that could be a better alternative 
than mammograms because thermograms offer no radiation whatsoever and combined with ultrasound produce a higher, more reliable measurement than mammograms appear to do. So I'm going to end this part and in the second part we're going to discuss what the hell of thermograms. So I'm signing off this first part, Marlene Ellis, Black Breast Cancer Project. Don't forget to check the website and I'll be back to you in a second.